0: Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Pastor Derek Dunn, lead pastor of Alive Church, Orange County. To find out more about Alive Church or Pastor Derek, please visit alivechurchoc.org or derekdunn.org. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platform at Alive Church OC or Derek Dunn OC. My message today is be thankful. And uh, it's important for us, we know that, but we know we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we enter his courts with praise. praise. But many times as Christians, we're known not for being thankful, we're known for being critical, we're known for what we're against. And uh, you see, in much of the world, you know, the, 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 the unchurched or the, the sinner, uh, we, they, they, they know what we're against and what we stand for. Many times they feel they're not worthy to come into the church. But Jesus never had that. Um, Jesus didn't go out and condemn people. He said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but I came to save the world. And uh, what was he doing? He was thankful that people showed up. And when they showed up, he made them feel welcome. He made them feel, he didn't condemn them for their lifestyle. He had prostitutes, tax collectors. I mean, he had, he had people you know coming that were the down and out society those that would have never stepped foot in the temple and and they were there and they felt welcome and they encountered the presence of God and in the midst of that what happened they came and they they began to repent of their sins and transformation began to come in their lives and so we don't want to be a people that uh you know we're 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 just wanting to fight our battles we're always talking about breakthrough and the next breakthrough but we need to enjoy our victories we need to be thankful for what we have how many know there's always more But don't miss out on what you have by just wanting more. And I love, you know, in a church, where are a church, we want to stay in the press. We don't want to be complacent. But at the same time, we need to celebrate our victories. And uh, you can't be going at level 10 all the time. That's why people burn out, because they never, le- le- you know, eat their harvest. They never celebrate. And the Bible is full of feasts. The Bible is full of celebrations. Did you have a good celebration this Thanksgiving? I hope you did. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, party for us. You know, we were the marshals, and we, you know, outdo it every year. I'm thinking, how could it get better? And it gets better and better every year. But we're be- Together We do some, they do some, we come together and have families and, and we you know, do, do an amazing thing and, and, and it's great to celebrate and we need to take this time. So as we come to the end of the year, it's time for us to be thankful. Thank, thankful for what the Lord has done. Thankful for, for what we have, not for what we don't have. And as we come to the end of the year, we were talking about this over Thanksgiving, many times people get into depression. Uh, they get in, in, into the time and, and, and of uh, when it's the end of the year and we see suicide is on the rise. Many people are, are you know, filled with anxiety, depression. They're feeling terrible about where they're at in their life. And, uh, you know, people have different reasons for that. Some people say, oh, it's because, you know, uh, darkness is, is on the face of the earth longer. You know, in the, in the end of the year, we have longer nights. How many of you know you wake up in the morning, it's dark. You get off at 5 o'clock, It's dark. And so we have longer, uh, you know, periods of darkness. And there's so many people, you know, reasons for that. But I don't believe it's all those things. I mean, how many know? I've been to Europe, and there's some places they only have four hours of light a day. And they're still very happy people. Are you here? And then in the the summer, they only have four hours of darkness, (laughs) But they're still happy people. So I don't think it's all these outward circumstances that affect us. It shouldn't affect us, especially as the people have gone. But what is it sometimes? Sometimes we get discouraged because we look at the calendar. And, oh, 31st of December is happening. And this year we had all our New Year's resolution. We had all our visions of what we wanted to see come to pass. Can you say amen? I hope you do. I do. And then we cross over in December and it's like, it hasn't happened yet. But let me tell you, the times and the seasons of God don't follow our calendar. We follow the Roman calendar. And how many know we're getting into fall? We're in fall. We're going to move into winter. I think December officially is winter, if I'm not wrong. You know, December, January, February. But how many know just because December 31st crosses over into January 1st, we're still in winter. Winter only ends at the end of February, and then we end in March. And sometimes it still feels like winter, even though we're in spring. And then we enter a spring, and then we enter a summer, and sometimes we can have summer in the middle of Thanksgiving. It's 88 degrees. This year we had a cooler Thanksgiving. And so many times, the times and the seasons don't follow our calendar, and that's true in God. So just because everything you wanted and everything God spoke to you at the beginning of the year hasn't come to pass, don't stop believing. I love that song, don't stop believing. I'm not going to hit the high note, (laughs) but... Don't stop believing. Keep believing because God is still on the move. Just because it hits December, don't lose sight of the promises of God. Don't let go of what God is saying. It's going to come to pass. Now, I believe November and December can be breakthrough months. But if everything you're believing God for doesn't come to pass, don't get in depression. Don't get in anxiety. Don't start doubting God. Don't, well, I'm not going to go to the countdown service this year because last year I had a prophecy and it didn't come to pass yet. Sometimes the prophecies take a while. Because God's not on our schedule. Sometimes in the midst for something to happen in the tree, before it bears forth fruit, it has to be pruned. So my wife, you know, we, we, we're not really, we really don't have green thumbs, but she's doing better than me, and uh, she has this uh, orange tree that we planted when we did some landscaping. And so the first year, I mean, we had oranges coming out of our ears. They were so juicy. They were amazing. But this year, no oranges. There's a sun. We got three. But they're not orange yet. They're green. And we have other oranges that fall off the tree, all right? So it's not as fruitful of a year that we thought it was going to be. We thought, I mean, we had an anointed tree. She was speaking life over it. She talks to the trees. Come on. Saying, grow, be fruitful. Yes. Yes. But it can be a bit discouraging, and so she was walking down the street the other day and she went to one of the neighbors and they have a different orange tree, but their orange tree is going crazy. I mean, there's oranges everywhere. You drive by and you know people can drive off the road because they're looking at the oranges. And she asked him, he's like, my orange tree's not doing very well. Last year we had such a great harvest. And the person said this, he said, well, I found that to be true with orange trees. One year they're fruitful and the next year there's not as big of a harvest. But then the next year it's fruitful again. It's almost like alternative years, the fruitfulness comes out. And I think that speaks sometimes to us because sometimes we think, well, God did it. God can do it again. When we write songs. He'll do it again. But sometimes it's not always on our timetable. Sometimes we need to prune some things in our life to strengthen the tree so that we can hold the fruit. Are you here? And so in the midst of these things, be thankful because God is faithful. And in a live church, we have a lot of things to be thankful for. And we want to be a church that's known for our faith. We want to be a church that's known for breakthrough. We want to be known for many things. But let's be known as a thankful church. And and not just thankful to God, but thankful to one another. Thankful to people, making them feel welcome, having hospitality. Hospitality. And how we treat people, being kind, kindness, goodness, gentleness. These are, these are part of the fruit of the Spirit, and this is the character of God. So we need to be thankful for all that God's done in our lives, for what God's done in our family, for what God has done in our church. Because as we have a posture, and we have an attitude of gratitude, God will do more. Yes. But no one doesn't like a thankful person. Have you ever had someone, I mean, I've taken some relatives out for a meal before, We spent money, we treated well, like, how was the food? It was amazing. Oh, it was okay. Mm -hmm. And they just like, I don't want to say it was great because I I don't want to feel like I have a problem receiving is what it really is. Because I don't want to feel like, oh, I could have bought my own, but you built, and then I become, you know, secondary or lower class. And sometimes we have a problem receiving. I had a problem with that. I had to, God had to deal with me because I love to give people to people. I love to bless people when people give me, oh, no, 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 it's okay. I don't need that. I'm, and I don't, the Bible says freely receive so that you can give. And if you're giving, God wants to give back to you. Good measure, press down, taking together, running over. But if we don't have a thankful attitude, we can't receive. Yeah, amen. Right. When someone gives you something, when someone blesses you, what do you say? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. When the waitress treats you at the, at the restaurant, serves you, say thank you. When someone opens the door for you, thank you. Have an attitude of gratitude, because that's the the attitude of God. He's kind. He's good. Amen? So the Bible talks a lot about gratitude, about thanksgiving, about thankfulness. In Psalms 103, verse 1, the Bible says this. David said, bless the Lord, O my soul. David talked to himself. Come on, tell your neighbor it's okay to talk to yourself. Come on. Just as long as you don't talk back, all right? But talk to yourself. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Derek, bless the Lord today. Talk to yourself. Don't just have me talk to you once a week on Sunday. Talk to yourself. Well, I don't feel great. Oh, oh, oh. talk to yourself. Bless the Lord. We're going we're to bless the Lord today. I don't feel like praying. We're going to pray today. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. All that's within me. That means you got to keep it real. Spirit, our mind, our body. We're going to bless the Lord. Why? And when it says, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Don't look like you're in the grave. Come on. I pray for our worship team because they got to look at everybody's faces sometimes. Come on. And we do pretty well, especially 11 o'clock service. Come on, get ready to be hand. hand. But, but what do you get up, get up, get up? And we want to sit in our grave. Mm, I don't feel like it. Well, is it about you or is it about God? Is it about what we don't have or is it about being thankful for what we have? Is it about wanting what him to do something he ain't done yet? Or are we going to be thankful for what he has done? And the finished work of Christ on the cross. Come on. And David had to talk to himself. We got to do that too. Derek, bless the Lord. Yes. Well, I don't feel like it. You're going to move. Yes. At 9 o'clock, I got to get moving. I'm not a morning person. Come on. I get moving at 6.30. When I get up to pray, I got to get moving to get, in my, get myself going. Get in the place. Come on. I don't pray on the couch lying down. Yes. Yeah. I got to sit up because if not, I'll be back to sleep. Have you realized that? you got to get your body moving. Yeah. you got to get your mind focused when you start to pray. What happens? All your things to do list. Did I do this? Did I shut off the iron? Did I? And all the things start coming. No, put your mind. We ain't talking. I'm thinking about that right now. We're thinking about God. Yeah. When we think you have eyes like fire, yeah. hair like wool. His voice is like thunder. He's beautiful. Are we beholding Jesus? Are we just thinking and we're feeling sorry for ourselves or what we don't have, or what we're feeling? Or, come on, somebody took our drumstick this Thanksgiving. We didn't get the wing. Oh, I got real quiet here. Come on. Be thankful. And we have so much to be thankful. Even this nation where we have so much going on and and we we need to pray for our nation. But we're still the most blessed nation on the planet. We're still a nation that has religious freedom. Come on, we can be here today worshiping God and not worry about losing our life. Come on, you should give the Lord a shout for that. And so be thankful what we have. Yes, we need more things. Yeah, but don't lose sight about what God has done. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Why? Because we forget. Come on, you, you forgot what you got last birthday. birthday, You forgot about last Christmas. Yeah. But what are we thinking now? What we want. What we don't have. We got real quiet here. Bless the Lord, of oh my soul. Forget not his benefit. Don't forget what he's done. Even if he did nothing else for you, he's already done enough. Now, I'm not going to say he's not going to do anything more because he said as he's given us Jesus, how much would he not freely more give us all things? That's who he is. We can never outgive him. Even when you give, he gives back to you. He multiplies it. He's not a taker. God is a giver. You want to be like God? We've got to be givers. He forgives our iniquities. He heals our diseases. He redeems our life from destruction. He crowns us with love kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies our mouth with good things. So that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Come on. What's the secret to being young? Come on. It's not Botox. It's not the vitamin you take. What is it? Be thankful. Is not that what he says. He says, raise your mouth with good things. Our youth is renewed by an eagle. Because guess what? If you're happy, if you're thankful, come on. It takes more muscles to frown. You get more wrinkles. Come on. Give somebody a big smile this morning. Be thankful. Be thankful that you're here this morning. In yeah. 11 o'clock service, some people didn't make it through Thanksgiving. Somebody, some people choked on a turkey bone yeah. and didn't wake up the next day. Things happen. Yeah. I was reading something today. you know, I get those commercials about a fire thing. and They say every 86 seconds, somebody's house is on fire wow. in America, wow. in the world. That's crazy. That is, yeah. I'm like, let's check our smoke detectors. Come on, let's... But be thankful. Yeah. Be thankful for the little things. You might say, well, that's very extreme. No, start somewhere. Yes. What can you be thankful for? Thankful that you've got two legs and you can walk. Yes. Thankful that you've got someone who's sitting next to you who likes you and smiles at you. Yes. Come on, be thankful. We can be thankful for so many things. And David says, don't forget to be thankful. What are some of the things we can be thankful for in a live church? Number one, we can be thankful for our church family. Yeah. Come on, give the Lord a shout. That God's put us in a spiritual family. Wow, my family, and I grew up with this, and I didn't have a perfect family either. I come from a divorced family. It wasn't all, you know, a bed of roses, but I still turned out okay. I'm thankful for God. I'm thankful for church. I'm thankful for His hand in my life. I'm thankful for people that came alongside. Are you here? We can be thankful to God for our church family. Romans 5 verse 11 says, Now we rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done in dying for our sins. And he's made us friends of God. How many of you are friends of God? Come on, we should get the band. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. But guess what? If you're a friend of God and you're in this family, you've got friends next to you because we're all part of the body of Christ. Come on, we're not, we're not to do life alone. Ephesians 2 verse 19 says, you are no longer strangers to God. You're no longer foreigners or orphans to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family. You are citizens of God's country. And what does it say? And you belong. Someone say, I belong. belong. Where do you belong? In God's household with every other Christian. And so we have relationships. When we go through difficulties, come on, we can be there for one another and support one another. We have a safety net. Come on, when we're not around, people are looking out, where have you been? Not because they're trying to be a busybody, because you're missed. Because we're concerned. If someone's sick, let's pray for them. If someone's going through something, let's help them. Are you here? And so a Christian is not just a believer. A Christian is a belonger. Come on, someone say, I'm a belonger. Where do we belong? We belong in the household of God with other believers, with other Christians. And so we all need fellowship. That's why God gave us a family. We may not have a perfect family, but at home we have our family. In school, what do we have? We have our cliques. Sometimes we don't like cliques, but come on. The, the jocks hang out with the jocks. and They talk football all the time in sports. Come on. Some of y'all were jocks. The nerds hang out with the nerds. Come on, don't, don't pick on the nerds. They're your bosses now. Come on, they graduate. <laughs> you know, they were the smart ones. They applied themselves. God, And now they're the ones in management and everyone else works for them. Come on. And so we have different ones. We have the different groups and I don't know what they call them now. They have all different groups. But it's school that we have our groups. In our army, we have our platoon. We have our unit that we belong and no man's left behind. Come on, we're going to be there. We're going to look out for our brothers. We got each other's back. Come on, let's not be those that shoot each other with friendly fire in the church. And hey, come on, like, well, I, I'm just looking for every devil and every person. Well, get the devils out of your own life before you're looking at other people's lives. Well, they, that person has an attitude. Well, they got a splinter in your eye. Jesus said, if you got a log in your eye, get the log out of your eye. Come on, I got enough time. It takes enough time looking out for my own life, my own family. I'm not going to be a busybody. Are you here? And so we, we need to, be, to have that. In the church, it's our connect groups. If you're not in a connect group, get connected. As we're growing larger through our Sunday services, and we're growing, and we have two services, we're going to fill up this service. We're going to start another service. Come on, so get excited about that. That's called growing. When you're alive, you grow. Are you alive? Come on, that's our church name. We got to grow. But as we grow larger, we grow smaller through our connect groups where everyone has a group of people, 12 to 20 people that we can be there for and look out for and and pray for one another and and get activated and grow together. Can you say amen? Amen. We can be thankful for our church community, for a live church. Number two, we can be thankful for God's blessings in our lives. And I'm not just talking about financial blessings. Actually, financial blessings are the lowest realm of blessing. Are you here? Because what is God wanting to do? He wants to provide for us, but he brings protection to us. He brings promotion to us. He's got promises in our life to be in health and prosper as our soul uh, prospers in every area of our life. It, It has to do with finances too, but it's not just about that. That's one of the ways he prospers us, but we prosper as our soul prospers. You can be happy even when you got nothing. Are you here? And we have no reason not to be happy here in America. You look at the world, and much of the world is be- way below the poverty line. Yeah. Come on, people are eating rice, and they're eating, th- and they don't have, they didn't get to have our Thanksgiving. When I look at our Thanksgiving meal, we're still eating on it three days later. Leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. We're prosperous. We're thankful. Do we have our struggles? Yes, but we're so blessed. We can be thankful. We have a roof over our head and hot water. Yeah. Yeah. And, and things like, you know, and, 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 you know, my m- m- mom used to always tell me, you know, you better better eat your food because people in India or people in some other country, they don't have the, uh, enough food. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, how's that going to help them if I don't eat it? But, you know, <laughs> but be, what was the principle? Be thankful. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. There's people that are a lot less, for even here in America. Yeah. You know, we, we, we had a, our, our outreach, our gobble outreach and give a gobble. Yeah. All right, got it right. <laughs> give a gobble. I keep gobble, give a gobble, give a gobble. And what are we, we're helping families that have kids and people came and I could see when they came. Many of them are shamed. They come and they're getting out of the car and they feel bad taking something. But come on, we want to bless and freely give because we're blessed. And come on, give yourself a big hand. The whole church coming together and helping people. That's all we can give to someone else. We need to be thankful for what we have. Are you here? Be thankful for his blessings. Deuteronomy 8 verse 10 says, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given to you. Beware that you not forget the Lord your God. That's why David said, forget not his benefits. Why? Because when we forget God, we start forgetting his commandments. We start forgetting his judgments. We start forgetting his statutes. And what happens when we start doing that? I love, you know, I was saying, Amanda was talking about the devourer comes in. It's not the, that God puts us in a curse, but what happens? We get out in the place where we're out there with the things and touching the things we shouldn't be touching, and it comes in and, and it devours us. Come on, we need to have gratitude, amen? How do we show our gratitude? Three ways this morning. Number one, you can show your gratitude through worship. And so worship is what we come, and we're here today. This is a worship service. We call it a worship experience. We're here. Some people say, well, you know, if there's any day you want to miss church, it's Thanksgiving weekend. That's the time you shouldn't miss church. Come on, give yourself a hand for showing up today. Amen? Some people, you know, they're in a turkey coma for five days. But come on, Thanksgiving's about being thankful. the pilgrims first celebrated to be thankful for God for this nation. We need to keep thanking Him. Amen? Be thankful to God. You know, people, Christmas, well, Christmas, we're going to stay home from church. Whose birthday is it? Yeah. It's not your birthday. We're celebrating Jesus. Are you here? And I'm not being legalistic. There's times and we're traveling and, and think I get it. But, but are we casual with God? Are we religious and just showing up because, you know, it's what we do. We just go to church because it's a habit. No, no, no. It's a good habit, but we should go because we want to worship God. We should go because our heart is towards God. We should go because we want to honor him with our time. Are you here? Deuteronomy 8 verse 12 says, "Less when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiply and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, you forget the Lord your God. And sometimes God withholds blessing with us. Why? Because our heart's not right. We need to be worshiping God alone. First, I enjoy the blessing, but I'm not after God just for what he can give me. I want God because he loves me. I'm married to my wife, not just because she can give me, but because I love. Are you here? And so that's our heart. We're not doing it to get, and yes, my wife blesses me, I bless her, but that's when you have a healthy relationship because it's out of love. Love is about giving. Ruth Graham, the, the wife of Billy Graham said this, a great marriage is the union or the coming together of two givers. Where well, we come together to give to one another. Amen? And so, what does it say? When you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, in which fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land were there, where there was no water, who brought you water out from the rock, who fed you in the wilderness and manna, when your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, that he might test you to do good in the end, then you say, in My heart, my power, and my might of my hand were, have gained me this wealth. That's the problem. We forget who's the one who's blessed us. We forget the one who's given us health. We forget the one who's the giver of breath. Come on, we can be thankful that we we're breathing this morning. Some people aren't. Are you here? And, and sometimes they say, oh, well, of course. But, but we can forget and we stop thanking God for the things he's done, for his faithfulness, that he saved us, that he healed our body, that, that he, he loves us, that we can encounter his presence and so what does he say? He says, and you shall, verse 18, remember the Lord your God. What's the key yeah. to keep the blessing flowing? Remember the Lord your God. What does it mean to remember him? Be thankful. Yeah. For what? For all he's done. Yes. Yeah. And that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers at his day. And then it shall be what? When you're thankful. Yeah. When you return with an attitude of gratitude that God will cause you to prosper. But if you turn to other gods and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, God says, I testify against you this day that you will surely perish. Not because God doesn't love us. He's a loving father. But because, come on, whenever we worship, we begin to put idols. And we don't have idols many times like the Asian countries or some places in, you know, in, in South America. But what are our idols? What are we worshiping? Sometimes people worship their cars. They treat their cars better than they treat their wives they touch their car more than they touch their wife. Wax on, wax off. little bug and they're pulling the bug off. Are you here? What do we worship? We worship entertainment. What do we worship? Our vacation. What's the next vacation? We're living for a vacation. Everything's a vacation. You come home from vacation, you're planning the next vacation. What can we worship? Some people worship golf. They worship football. I got real quiet here. Nothing wrong with those things. I play football. I love golf. But is that the thing that comes first above us? Are we eat, drinking, sleeping? Go- you know, a sport? Yeah. Oh, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm not going to come to church. No. I got real quiet. what what, those things are the magnifier do we forget god we honor god again it's not a legalistic thing there's times that i'm not in church because i'm traveling or or things happen or you know i've not been well or things but but i build my life around the house of god because i want to honor god in my finances i worship god and every year of my life i want to make my life count for god god is first in our family we put god first Why? Because we love him, not because we have to or because I don't want to curse on my life. But I'm in love with Jesus and I can't stop getting more and more in love with him. Come on, I want more of Jesus. I want to taste and see. Come on, I'm I'm addicted to Jesus. There was a Carmen song when Troy and I were growing in the 90s called Addicted to Jesus when rap first came out and that Christian rap. I love that song. I just dated myself. But come on, there's one thing you're allowed to be addicted to. Be addicted to Jesus. Don't be addicted to exercise. Don't be, people who are addicted to their body, you know, and it's all about their eight pack and, you know, always what they're looking and vanity. No, that be healthy. But I want to be healthy so I can serve the Lord. I want to be healthy. So come on, I look good for Jesus. Yes. That should be our motivation. So we need to show gratitude through our worship. Number two, we show our gratitude through our testimony. Yes. Come on, when you have a good thing, you want to tell people about it. Amen? And so when we go to a good restaurant, what do you want to do? Tell your friends about it. My daughters went out, and one of my daughters, you know, she got up, she was out the doors at 7.30 for Black Friday. I didn't even hear her leave. I was sleeping. <laughs> but out for black, and she's texting, oh, there are good sales here. This is what's happening here. This is what's going on. Well, we want to let people know there's some good deal out there. Are you some of y'all? Like, I got a good restaurant. I don't want to tell nobody because I don't want it to be crowded. Don't be that kind of person. Some of y'all, I can see you think, well, don't tell them because then it's going to be crowded. I'll have to wait. No, you want them to stay in business. You want them to be blessed. You got to tell somebody, but we've got the best news, the good news of the gospel. We need to tell somebody about Jesus because we're thankful. Don't be a greedy Christian just for himself. Oh, the presence of God. Oh, I was so touched. Well, invite somebody else that needs to be touched. Invite somebody else that's broken heart. Invite someone else who's lost. Invite someone else who's looking for love in all the wrong places. Invite someone else so that they can come and experience God. And we can do better at that. Amen? Through through our thanksgiving, we tell other people what God has done. A story in Luke chapter 17. You learning something? It says, and he entered a certain village and he met Ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And then they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go your way and show yourself to the priests. And it was so as they went their way, they were cleansed. So in the in the Jewish culture during that time the priests were like the gatekeepers. If somebody had leprosy, they would you know give them the license, a leper's robe, and they would go out there and they had to ring a bell and they had a leper's bell so people would stay away from them because it was contagious and that was common courtesy. Are you here? And so when you were healed or something happened, you had to go to the priest, and the priest had to sign off on you. Okay, take your bell, take your leper's road, you're healed, you're no longer a leper. You don't have to be among the leopards. You can now come into mainstream community. So what Jesus was saying is go and show them. And so and immediately when they started walking towards the priest and in that direction, they were healed. Yeah. But nine of them kept walking. Only one of them, in verse 15, it says one of them, When he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there... Not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. And this was a parable, but it was a slap in the face because the Samaritans, the Jewish people, wanted nothing to do with them. They were the unclean. They were the Gentiles, all of us. If you're not Jewish, that's us. And the Jews had nothing to do with them. But this man who was a foreigner was more grateful to God than God's own people. Come on, I don't know about you in a live church. Let's not build a church like that where, come on, only one of us, one-tenth of us are grateful. But come on, let's be a place where 10 out of 10, we're grateful and we're thankful for all that God is doing here in our midst. Come on. 10 lepers were healed. Only one came back to give glory to God. And one was made eternally whole. Jesus answered and he said, your faith has made him well. In the Greek, the word well means entirely whole. It has to do with spirit, soul, and with body. Because how do we enter into his gates? With thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. As we come, what do we do? We're approaching God and we're thanking God as the source of our life. Come on. And as we do that, salvation comes into every area of our life. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. Amen. There was a man that was crippled at the gate beautiful in Acts 3 verse eight. it says, "So he came leaping up, and he stood and he walked the inner of the temple with him, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Here's a crippled man. He's at the gate beautiful, but he didn't go out and just say, "Oh, now I can work and make some money." He wasn't going out just to be with his family. What did he do? He began to honor God and he began to leap and shout and begin to praise and begin to thank God. The Bible says, He who has been forgiven much loves much. But come on, we've all been forgiven much. Amen. Let's not just wait for God to do a miracle because we, and then we praise Him. Come on, let's praise Him in the midst of waiting for the miracle. Let's praise Him, come on, in the midst of the storm. He's faithful. We need to show our thankfulness to God by being thankful to God through our worship, through our testimony, and finally, number three, we show our gratitude through our giving. Yeah. Yeah. Bible says, "Freely receive, and as you've received, yeah. give." John twelve and verse one it says, "There were six days before the Passover, and Jesus came to Bethany, and Lazarus, who was had been dead, whom He'd raised from the dead." And there they made him a supper, and Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. And Mary took the pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointing the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Mary was Lazarus' sister. And why did she do this? We talk and we preach this about, oh, it was her future. It was her dowry. And, you know, she was putting her trust in Jesus and all that. And there's truth in all of that. But the context of this scripture, she was so grateful and thankful for what Jesus had done. She wasn't pouring out her thanksgiving to to get something from Jesus. She was pouring out her gratitude, thanksgiving for what he already has done. Come on, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done already and be thankful and be grateful for what he's done. And we know it cost 300 denarii, which was a, 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 a year's wage, blah, 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 a year's wage for a worker. Come on, how many of us are moved to give our year's salary to the, to the work of God because of what God has done? Now, I'm not telling you to do that. You better hear from the Lord. Come on because that puts us in a place. But that's what she did. She was so grateful. She wasn't thinking of her livelihood. She just wanted to ex- give extravagant gifts to Jesus for what he had done. Are you here? There's a story of David's mighty men, Adonino and Elizar and Shammah. And David was saying, oh, I just would love to have a drink from the well in Bethlehem. And they heard it and because they loved David and they were so thankful that he'd taken them and helped them and brought them out of the cave of Adolim, the the places of of discouragement and turned them from from down out and discouraged and downright people and, and turned them into mighty men. That those men, they went through the enemy's camp and they got a cup of water and they brought it to David and said, we're so thankful for all that you've done. We heard what you said and you whispered it and here's the water from Bethlehem. But what did David do? He was so moved in his heart from the gratitude and it touched his heart. And he said, God, I am grateful to you for all that you have done. And he poured it out to God as an attitude of gratitude and gave thanks to God for what the Lord has done. Are you here? Think of the loyalty. Think of the love that they have, that they gave their lives, could have given their lives for a man that saved them, that helped them, that nurtured them. But how much more has Jesus done that for all of us? Yes. Are you here? Yes. The issue with giving, people have struggled with gifting and we've been talking about tithing, and a powerful message this morning from Anwen. But what's the motivation for our giving? It's not to get. Thank God for the good measure, pressed down, shaking together. But what is the motivation for our giving? What God has done for us, yes. that we honor him, that where our treasure is, our heart will be, and we want our heart in God. Yes. Are you here? Amen. How can we put our money in turkey and stuffing and ham and all those things and entertainment and all that and not put it in the house of God? Are you here? It's a matter of heart. I can't say I love my wife and I don't provide for her. The Bible says I'm worth an infidel. That's why God said it's robbing him. But that can't be our motivation. I don't want to rob God. I don't want to curse. And people are, are we under a curse? And people are debating the theology of a curse. God doesn't want to curse us. He wants to bless us. But if money is our God and mammon is our God, God can't bless us. Don't get nervous. I'm not taking offering right now. All our walls go up. Oh, there's a second offering. I'm not taking the second offering. We already had the offering. But, but are we expressive? There's nothing worse than someone being stingy. Have you ever been invited to someone's house and they didn't have enough food? We went to someone's house. They're doing a barbecue. They're barbecuing chicken and I'm looking like... I could eat that whole thing of chicken. Where's the rest of the chicken? And they didn't prepare. And we're there and you, you're, you don't even want to take a second piece. You don't want to, you just take enough because like you don't want to feel bad. And you go there and you, 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 you don't have good fellowship because why? You're still hungry. We, we want to get out of this so we can go to the fast food and get something to eat, man. Go to Chick-fil-A and get yeah, some chicken. Because yeah. I'm not generous. That's why people come to my house, right? I always have more than enough. Because that's God. How many of you, when you get to the last supper of the lamb, we're not going to run out of food? Because God is a generous God. He's a God of abundance. Yeah. How many of you are, you know, given, a, a, someone give a gift, and what do they do? You compare, well, how much are they giving me, you know? Well, I'm a, if they're giving $15, I'm going to give $15. Gonna, you know? No, be, be extravagant. If I want to bless someone, I'm not. it's not about the amount. I want to bless them. and and, and do that. We shouldn't be calculated. We can be so calculated. We're transactional and we bring that into the kingdom. Don't be transactional. God has given the best gift. We can't compete with that, but what do we do? It's got to touch our heart. Are you here? Do the best that we do. When we started out, I couldn't give my wife a lot. You know, I got her a ring and it was a small 0.25 carat that's all we do. We had furniture. I was serving, just starting out in the ministry, just starting working, living in Singapore. It's expensive. But come on, when we celebrate our twenty-year anniversary. I got her an upgrade. Why? I didn't have to do it. I already put a ring on it. But I want an upgrade. What? Not because of, me, of She wasn't expecting that, and it was a time where, but I, but I wanted to do it as an expression of my love. She's not asking for it. She could buy her own ring if she wants to, but. But it's an expression of love. It has value. That's why we invest. Are you here? We invest in our children. We invest out of love. We invest in one another out of love. And everything we do, we want to be, not be wasteful, but be expressive in our love. And some people they have the wrong mindset of God. They think, oh, you serve God, you'll be poorer than a church mouse. Even the church mouse ain't got no crumbs after Thanksgiving dinner. Amen? Are you here? And all these sayings, we come up, but that's not God. God is a God of generosity. God is a God of abundance. You look, and I travel around Europe, and you heard me share a bit about this, and you see the cathedrals, and there's gold in the ceilings, and things that are priceless, and people, oh, the church has all that money. No, it was given by people that wanted to give extravagance to God. They wanted God's house to look better than their house. Because this is the house of God. This reflects on who God is. And so they gave with abundance. And, and it, there's priceless things. And people say, well, that's wasteful. It's not wasteful. It's love. Yeah. Judas came to the woman with the alabaster flats and we should save that and use it for the poor. No, 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 no. We lavish our love on him because that's who he is. And that's our God. And he'll make it up to us. Are you here? But we need to be thankful Don't be ungrateful. Don't be ungrateful for who God is. Don't rob God. Are you here? We show our gratitude by giving our lives, by giving our finances, by giving our time, by sharing our gifts and our talents with with his body, with the people out there in the world, because we love him. He doesn't require it. He's not a hard taskmaster. But come on, when we love him and we're thankful, and we're grateful. Come on, God looks on those he can show himself strong, those who have a heart after him, who love him. I sense the presence of God. I mean, you never, you never like to give someone who's something to someone who's not grateful. If you give something to someone, they're like, oh, okay. Take him out for dinner, buy them a nice meal, and they're ungrateful. Oh, it was okay. I don't like that. You know it was nice, but they don't want to say it was, it was nice because they don't want to feel like you did something or you one up them. We're not trying to one-up each other. We're trying to make people happy, bless people. You bless your brother. No, don't be one of those people who's always, oh, was all right. Or you always want to find the negative, wrong with it. Always find the critical. No, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Next time, I'm going to take you out. Come on. Be grateful. I love being around givers. We're not calculative, you know. When I go out and I love Troy and Anne, when they're givers and we we go out on vacation, we go together, you know, I buy a meal, he buys a meal. Nobody's keeping score. We don't come out, you want to split it? No, I get this one, you get the next one. Let's let's just it all comes out in the end. Because we're givers, isn't it more fun that way? Yeah. Well, you know, you still owe me 50 cents. <laughs> come on. Taking all that time, I'm like, forget, it, I'll just take it. You know? Don't be the person who always goes to the bathroom. When the bill comes, you get a reputation, and then you say you love Jesus, be a generous person. Are you here? I understand we have budget. I'm not saying we wait, but, but that's our heart. We do the best that we can. And sometimes it's not the price of something. Sometimes the best gifts I got was a handwritten, kid from my, a handwritten card from my kid or somebody who wrote in a card. It's not about the money. It's about the heart and the time that was taken to do it this year we didn't have a lot of budget we normally give the leaders a a gift card and appreciate them this we did but we took time to write and ariana told me you know our staff she said oh pastor i was so blessed by that she said that was more valuable to me that you took time to write me a card than you got me a gift voucher that blessed me are you here but we can do the best that we can out of love are you here we need to be a grateful people let's build a culture where we're known for signs and wonders, we're known for our great outreach, we're known for blessing the poor, but we're thankful people. When people come, we're just thankful they showed up. We don't care about their lifestyle or where they're at. We just love them. We accept them. They're here to be thankful. Let God work out their business. Come on, you sit along, along the word long enough he's gonna get in your, 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 your life. Come on, he gets in my life too. Well, I'm preparing. And let God do that. But be a people that we're just thankful for the community that we have. We're thankful for the opportunity we can worship God and come into his presence. And come on, we we give thanks through our giving. Come on, let's all stand on our feet. God has called us to build the lives of others through this community. Come on, as we're moving into the next season, as we end this year, let's end with Thanksgiving because the way we end determines the way that we enter. Thanksgiving is the key a supernatural power you look at king jehoshaphat he had a supernatural victory why because he gathered all the people and they began to praise god they began to give thanks to god and in the midst of praising and thanking god god was fighting their battle sometimes don't be we don't need to do more spiritual warfare sometimes we're always binding the devil and there's a place for that And and you know, binding and loosening and all that, but sometimes just thank God for the victory. Come on, just put on a praise dance, just just begin to shout to God, and the walls come tumbling down. The Samaritan leper brought thanksgiving to God, and it brought access to so, total salvation from God. Before Jesus performed the miracle, what happened of the feeding of the five thousand? He had two loaves and and a, a, a fish. How's that going to feed 5,000 families? But what did Jesus do? He didn't say, grow, multiply, <laughs> Increase. What did he do? He lifted it up. And he said, Father, I thank you for what you have provided. And, and the Bible doesn't tell us, but what happened? Multiplication happened. And what happened? When he probably brought the basket there, the person said, thank you. And it multiplied more. The person brought here, thank you. It multiplied more. And guess what? It went all the way around. Everybody had their fill. And there was so much, much. They had to send it home with that, that little boy. And that boy was thankful. He put it in the hands of God because he had more when he went home than he did when he brought his lunch there. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Amen. What about Paul and Silas thrown in prison? I mean, think about it. I, I imagine myself, if I'm thrown in prison, when I be like, mm, I'm serving you, God's apostle, and here I am in jail. Well, welcome to the rest of the apostles. Well, why, why, why is this happening? It's the devil getting all upset and be de- demon conscious, getting depressed. No, what did they do? They started praising God. They started worshiping God. They started shouting in the midst of that praise party. What happened? They got the attention of heaven. And the angels started tapping his foot. And the gates started shaking. And they started praising all the more. And he started tapping his foot a little bit more. What happened? The chains came off. The gates opened. But they didn't run out. They kept praising God they kept thanking God they kept glorifying God that even the jailer came and was amazed and was touched by the presence of God said what how can this be and they began to preach and share their testimony and he brought them home and they began to preach to his whole family and had a water baptism party come on and glory broke out it doesn't matter what situation we're in Come on, we can be like Daniel in the lion's den. We can be like Shadrach, a Meshach, Abednego, getting ready to go in the fiery furnace. But they kept praising God. They said, God is able to save. But even if he doesn't save, I'm going to keep praising him. I'm going to keep glorifying. I'm not going to bow down to idols. Come on, that's our faith. Even if we don't see the breakthrough, even if we don't see it. And I'm not saying we're not going to see it, but it don't matter. Whatever state I'm in, Paul says, I can rejoice. I can abound. I've learned whatever state I'm in. I can be at the Ritz-Carlton or be in a hut somewhere with rats running around. I've been there. I don't care, but as long as the presence of God is with me, come on. Where can I go from your presence? I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to shout. I can have a 100,000 in my bank account. I can have hundreds of thousands. Or I can have $5, but it doesn't matter. Come on, I'm going to rejoice. And the Lord, I'm going to praise Him because come on I'm rich on the inside I'm wealthy on the inside and come on we have that kind of attitude when we're thankful how much more come on, when you're a grateful person people want to do more for you when you're a grateful thankful person people want you get their attention because we all like to be appreciated but God is the same way why are we like that because God's that way come on it's when we're thankful we're grateful to what He's done. Look at what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He's saving. I'm alive and I'm breathing. I'm in His presence. Thank God. There's a church I can go to with like and precious people that are as radical as I am. That are believing God for a move of God. That are believing God for, for, for change be thankful for what we have. And as we do that, come on, God will work miracles in our life. We will see the supernatural. Come on, I want you to lift up your hands. I want you just for the next two minutes, begin to thank God, begin to glorify God in this place. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. We thank you for our family.